0: This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. Today's message is entitled, When God Sends the Storm, or When God Sends the Interruption in Your Life, or When God Sends the Disruption in Your Life. And so I'm going to give you several spiritual truths this morning. I hope that you'll make application. You'll take notes, you'll apply some of these things to your heart and your life. I believe the word of God can lift you up and encourage you today. And so if you have your Bibles here, in Psalms 107. I want to read for you beginning in verse number 23. And by the way, if you did not get a bulletin when you came in the door this morning, raise your hand and our ushers will be glad to pass one out too. We have several here this morning and uh, our ushers are working diligently on getting you these right away. Several on both sides of the auditorium. And we want you to have one. Those of you that are watching by internet and uh, Brother Charles all the way over to your right here or your left here, Brother uh sister Beverly needs one and and down here at the front brother Gregory we have several over here and uh we want to make sure that all of these get today's bulletin it's very important i want you to follow along with us and uh if you need some more down here we we've got several over here still one more and we've got two down here brother Charles and uh brother Gregory you got plenty there in your hand right down here on the front and uh sister Becky uh so we're really doing we're getting a lot of these bulletins out quick this morning, so we got some here and there, everywhere, and uh, but I want to make sure that you got that should take care of everybody. If you just wave at me, if you didn't, get, there you go, right there, one more. All right, so everybody's got one today. If you're watching by internet, you should have received yours by email yesterday morning, and so I hope that you'll take time to follow along with us. Certainly, I encourage you to write, make notes on your bulletin today. A lot of things that I believe we're going to say will be a blessing to your heart. I want to be an encouragement to you this morning, and I want to give you some spiritual truths that you can learn today and that you can apply to your life and help you when you get into these difficult strategic strongholds, these crossroads that you might be facing and going through right now. That's the meaning behind the entire series, The Anchor Holds. And no matter what obstacle that you find in your life, as a born-again child of God, I guarantee you this, Jesus Christ will never fail you. He will never let you down. Though we have failed him many times, he has never failed us once. The anchor holds today. And so I want you to look with me in Psalms chapter 107. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 23. Again, however you choose to follow along with us, those scriptures will be on the large screen for you this morning. Notice with me in verse 23. The psalmist David is writing and he says, They that go down to the sea in ships, that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. And so this morning again, I'm speaking on when God sends the storm in your life. I want you to think about this. I want you to notice verse number 25. There's a couple of key words that I want you to see in the introduction of the message today. You will not want to miss them I've listed one of them for you in verse number 25 on your bulletin, but there are several others, and I want you to add these. I want you to participate and write these in. First of all, in verse 25, I want you to notice the words, stormy wind. And by the way, the psalmist, he's describing a personal sorrow that he's going through. A time when the storms of life, the interruptions of life, it turned his life completely upside down, rocked his world, so they say, in today's terms. And so I want you to notice those words, A stormy wind. And then right after that, notice the words in verse 25, lifted up the waves. That's significant. The psalmist is saying that the storm that he's in is now beginning to shake the foundations of his life. And then you go to verse 26 and you notice the degree that the storm was taking on. Notice these words, and you might want to write this in your bulletin. They were mounting up as high as heaven. And then they were going into the lowest depths. Verse 26 also says this, and then their soul is described as melting. Look at that in verse 26. David here is in a heap of trouble. He's going through a whirlwind of emotion. Verse 27, the word also says, it expresses how bad they were shaken, shaken to and fro as if he was staggering from all of the interruptions as a drunken man, the word says. And then in verse number 28, in their peril, they cried out to the Lord. I want you to look at this and all of the havoc that they were experiencing going through these specific problems. I believe that it's possible to miss the most important words in all of the key words that I've just given you. And reading it fast and moving through it and just looking at those particular words, stormy wind, etc. it's easy to miss the most significant and that's going back to verse number 25, and these words, don't miss them. They're important today. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind. Do you see this? We can talk about all of these other words in verse 25, 26, 27, and 28, but if we miss these important words in verse 25, for he commandeth, and that's what we're talking about today when God comes into your life and all of a sudden you feel that he's pulled the red carpet out from underneath you, the carpet of being comfortable, the carpet of being complacent, and all of a sudden you feel that you have seen your world crumble in pieces. That's what we're talking about. When God sends the storm. This verse 25 makes it very clear that behind the power of the wind, behind the power of the rain, and behind the power of the turbulence that David was experiencing in his life, here what we find is behind all of that is the great power of God. Let me emphasize something right now. Whenever you have interruptions in your life and you have disruptions going on and you feel that you are going through a storm, let me encourage you and admonish you not to always blame the devil for the interruptions and the catastrophic events that's going on in your life. Now, I'm not going to underestimate that at all. The devil knows how to get in your life And he knows how to make a mess of your life. He knows how to get in your mind and make a mess out of your mind. He knows how to play with your heart. He knows how to play with your emotions. The Bible calls him a liar and a thief and a murderer. He is a master deceiver. So we we know that the devil knows how to get in your life. But let me caution you that not every single storm you go through is because of him. The Bible says that it was God in verse number 25, and he commanded, that it was God commanding the storm. And I'm confident that you will agree, listen carefully, without question, when it comes to the storms in our life and the abrupt interruptions, we are more comfortable with God stilling the storm rather than God sending the storm. I think we can all say amen to that. But we have to get this spiritual truth this morning and a principle that I've been teaching in this entire series of The Anchor Holes, and that is this, that in everything God does or everything God allows as his children, he always has our best in his heart. He always has our best in his mind. I've said it a thousand times. God loves you too much to do you wrong, And he's too wise to make a mistake. I want you to think about these spiritual truths today and apply them to your heart and in your life. Without question, it's difficult to embrace the fact that God would be the one who would send a storm into our life. When he does, here's what happens. We want to get out of it immediately. We don't embrace the fact that sometimes God works in extenuating circumstances or extended periods of time. If you're familiar with John chapter 11, you know that when Lazarus died, Jesus wept. Lazarus was a friend. Mary and Martha had sent the word to Jesus to come running because Lazarus was getting sick. And do you remember that it took Jesus four days from the time he got the message until he got to Bethany? And Martha, when Jesus finally showed up, she said, oh, look at you now. You've showed up four days late. If you had come running when we had sent you the message, our brother Lazarus had not died. He would not have died. But look at you. You've showed up four days late. Let me assure you that four days late always still means right on time with God. Sometimes we... We remember the scripture and we know that all things work together for the good to, to them that love God and who are the called according to his purpose. Sometimes we're, we're able to quote Romans 8, but the problem with us is this. We don't typically like to give God the time that he wants to take in our life, whether it's four days late in our opinion or whatever the time factor is, God's always on time. Our problem is we don't usually like to give him the time that he wants to work in our life. And so from time to time, listen carefully. Storms are included in his plan and his purpose for our life. We have to remember that. Don't isolate this without question. There are things that we do in our own lives that create storms. We do know that the devil can send storms in your life, And we know that there are periods of time when there are self-inflicted storms. This whole story in the Old Testament about Jonah and the whale and Jonah running off to Tarshish, you know that story. Let me assure you of this. That was a self-inflicted storm. Had Jonah done exactly what God wanted him to do when he told him to do it, the whole belly of the whale thing would not even be in the Bible. So you have to understand this, and we cannot forget it, that yes, indeed, there are times when Lucifer, Beelzebub, the devil, Satan, the serpent, where he will come into our life and to our world, and he will create as much havoc as he possibly can. And then there are times when we cause things ourselves, when we're foolish in our behavior, and in many cases, times of our own fault. And yes, the scripture's true, we will reap what we sow. But this morning, we're not talking about storms that the devil sends in our life. And we're not talking about storms that are self-inflicted. This morning, we're talking about the storms that God sends into our life. When God sends storms into our life, it's not without purpose. It's not without reason. And I can assure you of this that when he does send an interruption in your life and a disruption in your life, he does have in his heart divine intervention as well. I want us to think about this. A lot of times when God sends the storms in our life, I want you to consider it to be a loving act of kindness on his part. He's trying to help us and not punish us. That's hard to embrace, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Very rarely do we see this in, when, in our consideration that it's a possibility when God sends a storm in our life and we think that, uh, God, why are you afflicting me this way? Why are you doing this to me? Very rarely do we stop and consider the fact, God, what you're doing I know because you have my best interest in mind. I know what you're doing is to help me and not punish me. And I don't know what the reason is and I can't figure it all out. I don't see it right now, God, but I want to give you time to work this out in my life. In fact, Job, the great servant of God in the Old Testament discovered this great truth. If you'll hold your place here and maybe they'll get it on the screen for you quicker than you can turn to Job 23 verse 10. But I want you to think about it because we're coming right back to Psalms. But in Job 23 and verse number 10, the word says, but he knoweth the way that I take. And then notice these important words. When he hath tried me. When he sends the storm, when he sends the disruption, when he interrupts my life, Job says, when he had tried me, look at this, I shall come forth as gold. So here's what we have to remember that when God sends storms into our life, yes, he does it for chastisement periodically. We'll see that in just a minute. But when he does it because of his purpose and his divine plan and will for our life, he doesn't do it to punish us. He does it to help us. Job found that out in his storm. God knew what was best for him. God knows what's best for us. And no matter how painful our interruptions and our disruptions may be, we have to remember that God always is in control and that God knows what's best for us. And God's trying to bring us forth as gold throughout the process. There's another great passage in the Psalms that sheds a broader light on this. Look with me in Psalm 66 for a moment. And I'll call your attention to verse number 11 and 12. All of these scriptures go hand in hand. You can read it on the screen here. The word says, thou broughtest us into the net. Or you brought us into a storm. You brought us into the disruption. You brought us into the interruption. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. That's exactly what Job felt. You and I feel this way at times. God, why are you afflicting me? Why are you doing this to me? Verse 12, thou hast cast men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place or into a better place. And so the psalmist here is saying that it took a bad spot to get us into a good spot. That's a spiritual truth that you need to hang on to this morning. And that's what God will do at times in our life. He will bring us to a bad spot in order to get us to a good spot. The problem is we never look at it this way and we don't give God the time that he needs to work in our life. So I want you to think about these things this morning as we talk about when God sends the storm into our life. I want us to pull up a chair, so to speak, and personalize this. Now, why is it, that God may be sending a storm in your life. If you're going through something right now and you can trace it back, you know that you're not living in sin and you're not living in a backslidden condition. So you know that it's not the devil messing with your life. And you know that you've not been living in outright disobedience and rebellion against God. Let's consider just for a moment that you're doing everything right that you know to do right. You're reading the word. You're spending time in prayer. You're pleasing him in every way that you possibly can. Well, and you're saying, I don't know if I'm doing all of these things. And I, I don't believe that this is a satanic attack on my life. I'm not living in outward rebellion against God. This is not something of my own doing. Well, here's the thing. If, in fact, God is sending a storm, an interruption, a disruption in your life, here is the answer, and it's completely simple. It's because He wants to draw you closer to Him as it was even in Job's case. Now, there are a few simple things that I want to share with you this morning about the storms and the interruptions in your life. I've written them down on today's bulletin, and I want you to follow along with me. I want you to look at these things. I believe they'll help you press through the stormy sides and times of your life. Number one, you might say this is too elementary, this is too simple, preacher. But let me assure you, this is very much necessary. Number one, always, always, always pray in the storm. Jeremiah thirty-three, three says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. In a lot of situations in our life, unfortunately, prayer is the last thing that some people do when experiencing interruptions and storms and problems. But sometimes storms are sent our way, listen carefully, to make us talk to him. I'm amazed that when sometimes people get into these spiraling down situations in life, we want to murmur, we want to complain, we want to gripe, we want to find the fault, we want to look at all the negatives to this. But listen carefully. God doesn't do anything arbitrarily just to punish us. Now, he'll chastise us. We'll see in a moment. When we do get astray, if we're not willing to repent and get right back to him, but here's the thing that we need to remember. A lot of times, prayer is the last thing we consider. God may be sending a storm in your life right now, whatever you're going through, the troubled waters that you're experiencing. God may be doing that in order to get your attention to talk to him. He may be saying, hey, You've not had as much time to talk to me lately, and I have something to say to you. Maybe you're confident, too confident, overly confident in yourself, and you're not learning to spend quality time talking to him and depending on him. He may be saying this, I've got something very important I want to say to you, I want to talk to you about, but you, for whatever reason, you can't find the time to talk to me. And so God may be saying this, if you're too busy to talk to me, if you're too busy to spend quality time on your knees to talk to me, God may just say that I know how to create a situation in your life where you will spend time talking to me. God sometimes sends the storms in our life to send us to our knees. But here is another great spiritual truth, and I hope you write some of these things down, I hope you don't leave here this morning and forget what we're talking about before you get to your car. But the truth of the matter is this, God never takes pleasure in causing pain in our life. If you have thought that, then it's a deception of the devil. God never takes pleasure in causing pain in our lives. But he knows that sometimes it takes a little pain to deliver us from a greater pain. Now you have to think that through for a moment, but I hope that you will. Sometimes God allows a little pain in our life in order to deliver us from a greater pain. Have you ever had a thorn or a splinter in your hand? Probably everybody in here has. And you know how irritable that can make your hand. You know how painful that can be. Think about how painful it would be if you didn't address it and you just let that splinter and that thorn just fester in your hand and soon it would get infected and so forth. Now, listen carefully. The splinter is painful in itself. We've all had them. We've all had to deal with it. And I know in our household when some of our grandkids have had splinters in their hand, a sergeant at arms right here will take control of the situation. She knows how to deal with them. I told you the other day about the interaction we have with our grandkids In my eyes. They can walk on water. And her eyes. I think at night when they when those grandkids spend the night over our eyes, I think she roams with a flashlight and a German shepherd. She knows how to deal with them. I can remember some when my grandkids come with a splinter in their hand and they'll come crying, Mimi, I got a splinter. Mimi, I got a splinter. They drop salty tears everywhere and she'll say, well, let me look at it. I'll get it. And then she'll go over to the drawer. She'll get that match out to where she's going. You know what's coming next. She's going to get that needle. She's going to light the end of that match, sterilize the end of that needle. And when they see her coming with a needle, they know this ain't going to be a picnic. And I've heard, listen, I've, I've seen them squawk with the splinter in their hand. And I've heard them squawk even louder when she's just walking with the needle. They, they scream and carry on. And, and, and then, oh my goodness, you, you would think they'd take two grown men to tie them down just to get that little splinter out. But here's the thing that I want you to understand. Sometimes when we get these splinters in our life, God is allowing a little pain to save us from a greater pain. I mean, getting the splinter out does in fact cause more pain, especially when you're a little kid and you got a needle going in there. Is it going to bleed? You know, have you heard that story many times? And they cry and they moan, but she'll stick that needle in there no matter how small or or big it is and, and get it out. But Here's the thing that I want you to consider. When God sends a storm into your life, you can trace it back. It's not the fault of the devil. It's not a self-inflicted storm. God's sending it into your life. What he really may be doing is pulling out some thorns in your life. He may be pulling out some thorns in your life. He knows how to bring us to our knees, but he might be allowing a little pain in our life that will divert us from some greater pain around the corner. So remember, when God sends the storms in your life, when he sends them your way, it's past time to stop and just surrender to God and say, Lord, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm present and accounted for. Number two, real quickly, not only should we pray in the storm, but here's something that we often forfeit many times in our thoughts, and that is there's peace in the storm. If you go back to verse 25, let's read it again. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves thereof. But look at verse 29. He maketh the storm calm so that the waves thereof are still. Verse 30, then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Look at that. Have you ever taken the time to bask in the wonderful purity of silence? Just silence. Have you ever, I don't get to do that often. I I would dare say that there's probably not too many of us in here that get to do that. Most of us don't even know what that is because of our lives. But have you ever, can you remember, have you ever taken the time to enjoy a moment when you've laid down or you've sat in your favorite chair and you just turned the TV off and maybe you turned your cell phone off, maybe You shut down the computer, closed down the internet, got off of Facebook for a breather. I mean, just got quiet. Have you ever done that and you pull the shades and I mean, where it was just you in quietness? Rarely do we get moments like that. I don't know how many of us do that often, but when I do, it's truly a peace that passeth all understanding. And this, I believe, should be the feeling that we have when we get into a quiet time with God, when God chooses to steal the storms in our life. There ought to be moments like this. And those moments, we need to say, God, yes, you've got my attention. I know that you're working. I know that you're doing something. And where we just step back from it all in the moment of silence and the purity of silence and just say, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. You have my attention. Speak to me and let me know what you have. And I'm so thankful for this. Listen carefully. That if God can bring a storm and an interruption and a disruption in my life for his glory, if he can bring one, and to my life for his purpose and plan, he can also speak peace to that same storm and bring about things for his honor and glory. I want to refer to a scripture that I have referred to several times in this particular series already. Hold your place for coming back here, but I want you to see something in Matthew chapter 8. I want you to look at this in Matthew chapter 8 and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I've used this text many times in our series thus far. I want you to look at verse number 23. As again, I've said we've referenced this passage a couple of times in this series, but verse 23, Matthew 8, 23. And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves, but He was asleep. Look at this. And his disciples came to him and awoke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was, look at this, a great calm. But the men marveled saying, what manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him? If you don't know, Listen, it was Jesus who sent this storm into the life of the disciples. He allowed it to teach his disciples a great spiritual lesson. He had no intentions of leaving them in the storm. And here's the spiritual truth that I want you to let sink into your heart this morning. I believe, and I've said this before, listen carefully, write it down if you didn't already write it down. We are far more secure in the storm with Jesus in our boat than on the shore without him. Can you get that? You are far more safe and secure in the storm, in the boat with Jesus than you are on the shore without him. Some people may say, Lord, i follow you. If you just give me a weather report before we get going here. Lord, if you could just tell me what lies ahead. If you just tell me the forecast. Because if you're signing me up, if I'm signing up because of a storm that's out there, I don't want to go that way. No, sir. Lord, you give me the forecast before I get on board. And then if it's all sunny skies, then I'll I'll just have a great old time. That's not how the Lord works. Try your best to remember this. There's no safer place in all the world than to be in a storm that God created than in one that you created. There's no better place in all the world than to be in a storm that God created than for you to be in one that you created. Because God doesn't send us in, on suicide missions. There's a purpose and a plan. Number three, real quickly, you're writing this down. It's in your bulletin. There's prayer, there's peace, and then there's a purpose. Number three, look at this. Psalms 107, verse 30. Then are they glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Look at this. The Lord not only sent these people into a storm, the Lord not only brought them out of the storm, but he took them exactly where they needed to go in the storm. The storm brought about a change in their direction. And you know, here's the thing that I've learned about interruptions in my life, disruptions in my life, storms in my life. This is what I've learned, that storms never leaves me the same. I don't know if you've ever stopped to think about that, and if you do, you probably come to the same conclusion that I have come to. Storms dramatically change me. It's like this. When a person gets saved, born again, he gets washed in the blood. The word says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away and behold, all things become new. When a person comes to Jesus for salvation, they've been a sinner. They've been in the darkness of sin. Listen, when they come to Jesus and the blood of Jesus covers them now, I'm talking about he takes their black heart, he washes it with his red blood, makes them whiter than snow. There's a dramatic change that takes place in a person's life when they come to Christ. And this is what I've learned about the storms and interruptions in my life. When they come to my life, I don't want them to go to waste. When storms come into my life, listen, there are things that I learn from it. There are things that I say, Lord God, I wish I'd have known that yesterday or the day before that. After your storm, here's the thing. There's a purpose for it. Retain what you learn in the storm. Don't forget it. Sometimes you might even need to write it down but it will definitely affect the direction in your life. Number four, quickly, and i close with this point. I want our musicians to come forward. Number four, there's not only prayer, not only peace, not only purpose in the storm, but there's praise. And I want you to see this in Psalms 107, verse 31 and 32. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. And for his wonderful works to the children of men, let them exhaust him also in the congregation and the people and praise him in the assembly of the elders. Now, what should we do when we find ourselves in a fierce storm, in a place where our life has been rocked, our world has been rocked? Look at verse number eight. It's a repeat of verse 16. Look at this. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his wonderful goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfied the longing soul and filled the hungry soul with goodness. When we have been imprisoned by some kind of an addiction or we've been tormented by some kind of past memory or we have been afflicted by infirmity or we have been delivered from our enemies or we have been brought into a closer relationship to the Lord. Listen carefully. What should you do when God turns around the storm, when God speaks to the storm? Your life is overwhelmed. It's being disrupted. I mean, things are just falling apart, but you've prayed. God sent you to your knees. You've had that quiet time. You've read the scripture the Holy Spirit has given you a sense of peace when God reaches out to the world that you're living in and the storms are swelling all around you and God steps out and says to whatever havoc is being created in your life peace be still he speaks to the wind he speaks to the storm he speaks to the commotion and God commands it to be still what should you do I'm telling you all of us should say all hail the power of Jesus name let angels prostrate fall we need to lift up holy hands and say thank you God thank you father thank you Jesus I was miserable yesterday I was broken the day before I didn't know what was going to happen last week but God you've sent the storm I have found the quiet place I've got on my knees God you've spoken to the storm you've said peace be still and God just put a place of peace on your heart listen praise him lift him up say thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah look at verse 15 and 16 real quick oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works look at that to the children of men whoever you are you're watching today listen wherever you are whatever storm that you're in if you feel helpless and if you feel overwhelmed, then you have become eligible for the almighty assistance of God. All you need to do is cry out to Him. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.